Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, hope everyone is doing well today. Uh, it is uh, first Tuesday of the month. Typically, when I do my uh, first uh, first of two shows that I do each month. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio, uh, I have been doing the uh, show for a little over a year now, and uh, I've actually been writing a blog column for about five years now um, called Snake Oil, uh, appropriately. Uh, I am a professional soothsayer. Uh, my skills are in uh, tarot and numerology and astrology and actually a host of other types of oracles I've learned how to use, and I don't uh, necessarily uh, list myself as a psychic. I do uh, mention to people that I obviously do do readings, and I am told I'm quite good at it, but uh, you know, I let the oracles kind of speak, and then I use my intuition to divine kind of what's coming through. Anyway, that said, uh, I have a monthly column that I write called Snake Oil, and I always like to do, uh, for my first, uh, to start off the show, I like to read my monthly column. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in some more depth since we have a 45-minute show here. Um, once I finish reading, and if anybody wants to call in, uh, I will leave a call-in number, and uh, and then also you can always uh, ask questions or make comments from the chat room. And I see I already have someone in the chat room today. So let's see. This is Lainey Reed. Hi, Lainey Reed. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, if you've got any questions or you want to comment, uh, yeah, absolutely feel free to pop them into the chat room. Or again, once I finish reading my uh, my brief essay, I'm going to give a call-in number as well. So hello to everybody today who's listening or in the chat room. Okay. So I'm going to dive right in and kind of read my monthly column. And then again, if you do have any questions or about this or want to comment, or uh, I also am open to doing uh, five-minute little kind of mini readings and things. If people are interested in asking personal questions, we'll absolutely be open up for doing that today too, as always. Uh, okay, so my column this month is titled uh, Circulate. So a few weeks ago, a client told me how exhausted she was from working nearly 60 hours a week. Her full schedule had her juggling a successful career and caring for three children. She admitted that she felt guilty because she was falling behind on her housework and a million other things she needed to do. She told me that after a long day, more often than not, she just wanted to come home and relax on the couch and watch television for an hour or two. It's hard for her to do this because she feels guilty about being too lazy and inadequate at handling all of her responsibilities. In addition to this, she has bills that are piling up that need to be paid. She admitted to getting behind on this fairly often. This was not due to a lack of funds, but more because she simply doesn't like doing this task. She was overwhelmed and needed solutions. During her session, part of my suggestion for resolution was that she get an accountant to help her with the detailed work of handling her finances and attending to her bills. Letting a professional who is trustworthy, skilled, and enjoys doing the very same thing she prefers not to do is a pragmatic solution. I also suggested that she hire a housekeeper to come in once or twice a week to help keep her house in order. I laughed when she told me she felt guilty about doing this. She could hear her mother's voice in her head reminding her that strong women from her day 
were able to juggle far more than the spoiled women of today. She also admitted that she would probably find herself cleaning the house before the housekeeper came over. She would be embarrassed by a housekeeper seeing all of her mess. It was funny to hear her say this because I've been guilty of thinking and doing the very same thing. A few times in the past when I've used a housekeeper, I felt I needed to clean up a little before she got there so I wouldn't come across as a total slob. It was appropriate timing for her to bring up this issue in our session. In her own unique way, she's mirroring a similar issue I have been considering. I'm also working a lot more hours now that I'm juggling an additional job. I've been contemplating getting a personal assistant for a few hours each month to help with some of the detail work on my business and to help expand my clientele list. I've also been thinking I should pay a housekeeper to come in once a month to clean my home. I felt a twinge of guilt about considering this because I believed I was being lazy and should be able to handle all of my responsibilities. I was also concerned about spending extra money on something I could easily do myself if I just had more time and energy. While the economy begins to slow, show slow signs of improvement, uh, although some people will debate that, there is still a bit of a drag effect in how quickly things are resolving. Overall, people are extremely cautious about spending money, and this is keeping the economy somewhat stagnant. In addition, the banks themselves are still holding tightly to lending money. Both of these things, and a number of others, are contributing heavily to the economy's delay in getting stronger. A few years ago, people were spending like crazy and it was far too easy to get loans, even without much collateral. Now the issue of circulating money has sharply gone in the other direction. As long as people and banks are, stay overly tight-fisted about circulating money and wealth, the economy will stay stuck and so will we. Well, we definitely don't need to go back to overspending money we don't actually have. We do need to find a happy medium. The idea of healthy circulation is a vital part of a thriving economy. It's also a key ingredient for emotional, psychological, and physical well-being for us as individuals. Mental anguish, emotional suffering, and even physical illness may become part of our experience when this part of life is not flowing. The balance of inhaling, receiving, and exhaling, giving, is a universal rhythm. It operates in many different areas of life. It is nearly impossible to achieve perfect balance on a day-to-day -day basis. But things always balance out in the long run when we are in harmony with our giving and receiving ratio. One of the easiest places to see this working or not working is in relationships. If we find ourselves constantly in the role of giver in any type of intimate relationship, we will eventually grow weary and resentful of the individual or people who are not giving us anything in return. The same thing applies in the reverse as well. If we find ourselves involved with someone who is giving endlessly, uh, is giving is endlessly generous with us will begin to feel uneasy and guilty if we're not giving them anything in return. At least this holds true for all reasonably functional individuals. There are some people who simply take and feel entitled to take without reciprocation for long periods of time. I recommend getting clear of these types. They often prey on kind people who allow them to do this. And in truth, there are no victims. People who give until it hurts often have difficulty receiving and unconsciously draw this to themselves. Even though there are still strong fear messages all around us, I know it's time to invest my time, my energy, and my money into healthy expansion. A wise friend of mine recently reminded me to consider that when I spend money, I'm actually doing a good thing. I should see it as an opportunity to circulate my money around. It's easy to get nervous about spending money since many of us fear that we won't have enough coming in to replace it. But when we let go of the fear of circulating our wealth around, 
we come back to a simple universal truth. What we give will come back to us. In many cases, it will be magnified when it returns. The whole idea of circulation is all about giving and receiving. The universe is built on these cycles. When we block or dam up the system with fear and problems with receiving, we get caught in a poverty consciousness. I've been guilty of this myself in the past. It is time to listen to the intuitive inner nudges that are suggesting that I expand my business and my social and networking arena. I'm now ready to circulate not only my money, but my talents and my skills to reach more people. I will hire a part-time assistant. I will be helping myself and also helping to mentor someone along the way and pay them for their talents. I'm even thinking of getting a literary agent to market my books at the end of this year. I have many new exciting plans for the future. I am breathing in a new sense of abundance and trusting that I can get comfortable with receiving. I've had some real difficulty with this when I was younger. I'm a little nervous about expanding at this time, but not so nervous that I will not do it. I've always followed the perspective of be afraid and do it anyway. I'm not going to change a wise philosophical course of action that has worked well for me over the years now. We all have special skills, talents, and abilities that the world will embrace when we recognize our unique value and are willing to risk putting them out into the world. It's time for me and many of the talented people around me to breathe in more deeply and accept everything that life has to offer. We can move to a higher level of giving and receiving. We can also breathe out the gift of ourselves into this world and trust that it will circulate back to us in tremendously positive ways. Okay. So that is my monthly column. Uh, let me see. Now, uh, I've already got a number of people talking in the chat. Okay, I'm assuming I am back on air. <laughs> uh, let's see. Come on. Let's see if we get the connection here. Okay, looks like I am back on here. Uh, I got disconnected. Hope you guys can hear me again. That was uh, <laughs> that was an interesting thing. That's never happened on a show before that I got disconnected. Okay. So it looks like I'm back in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, click again here too. Um, okay, now again, so let me let me we got disconnected. I'm going to mention an astrological thing going on anyway too, and I'm going to go back and address saying hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, Lainey Reed. Hello, Michael. Hello, White Light One. Um, can you guys hear me? Am I back in the uh, on the uh, on the switchboard here too? You should be able to hear me. Uh, okay, I think I'm back on. So, someone give me a uh, someone give me an acknowledgement if they can actually hear me before I keep wasting my time here. Um, let me see. Let me type this in. Okay. Uh, let me get wait for someone to give me an answer. I think I'm uh, on here. Okay. It looks like I am on here too. So yeah, it's giving me the countdown. Okay. Uh, no, I'm getting here. No, you still can't hear me. Hmm. Oh, this 
Now let me all right, let me try this again. Okay, let's see. Uh, are we reading here now? Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's see if we're back on here. I'm assuming it's saying that I am, but I really actually have no way of knowing whether I am or not. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to assume I'm back online here, too. In that sense, uh, boy, that's really screwy. So, you know, uh, okay, we're back on. Good. Thank you, Michael, for <laughs> letting me know that. I have no way of knowing this, too, whether I, I'm connected back into the system. Uh, okay, so we're back on. You know what? Let me mention this, too, that I want to address everyone in the chat room, and I want to give out the call number in case anybody wants to call directly. Um, so I'm going to stay, hopefully, online. Uh, thank you. I'm glad I'm back also, too. My show's practically going half over with all this uh, ridiculousness of trying to get back in the system. Today, we've got a full moon, and then we also have an eclipse. So just to let all of my listeners know, interesting astrology going on. Um, there's going to be you know, some intense energy of things bleeping in and out. Uh, of course, it's going to be you know, more, uh, it's going to affect us more in this particular area of our chart where it occurs. In this case, I believe it's in tail end of Sagittarius and into Capricorn. So uh, I'm not really surprised by some of this uh, weirdness. Anyway, so let me uh, throw in my call in number in case anyone wants to talk to me directly and has a question, comment, any of those things. That number is 646 3966 Okay, so now I also can go back over and look at some of these questions people have been asking about in the chat room. And I think one of the questions from way back is uh, how do you get out of a um, how do you get out of the lack poverty thought form? Very, very good question because it's very easy to get caught in that that energy right now. Without question, lots and lots of fear. I have been uh, have been writing about this for the last uh, couple of months, and again, this is a great question, so I definitely want to address it. Uh, again, easy to get caught in the lack consciousness um, because there is a lot of fear around us. Uh, you know, I, I work a part-time job, and they just let half the staff go. Uh, I didn't get let go, um, but uh, in fact, it's actually going to work out beneficially for me because I'll actually probably end up making more money. Strangely enough. Not that my heart didn't go out to the people that got let go. But, yeah, absolutely, you know, you've got a 10% unemployment rate right now. There are certainly people who are, are struggling, and even some of my listeners may be among that group. And one of the things that I would say is also keep be aware that, you know, as obnoxious as a 10% unemployment rate is, it also means there's a 90% employment rate. So, again, it's a question of how we want to look at this. I think that... What I would suggest about a lack consciousness, in fact, I had a friend of mine suggest a very interesting um, uh, a very interesting idea, and it's something I did myself a few months back. Uh, you can really to break our kind of unconscious subconscious patterning around a, a lack fear, try actually 
writing I am wealthy and abundant with your opposite hand and eyes closed for like, you know, anywhere from seven and nine times. Uh, this is going to be a lot more difficult. Don't do this now if you're listening, uh, but I'm just suggesting you do this later on. This is actually more difficult than you know. And when I did it, I found myself getting nauseous because I couldn't see and I felt like I was doing it wrong somehow. But I did this for about five, six days in a row, and I found something very interesting began to happen. It really began to kind of shift my thinking pattern around in that sense. So the key here is this is one of many ways that we can do this, but the bottom line is we have, you know, the more we listen to the fear thoughts that are around us, of course, uh, the more we're likely to get caught up in that belief system. Truth of it is, irregardless of what's going on in, in our, our, our society, our culture right now, the universe, in essence, is an, an abundant, is all about abundance. Yeah, I mean, really, when you, when you look around you in that sense, you know, uh, an apple tree produces a lot of apples. Many of them fall to the ground, um, not necessarily are they all eaten or they all grow into more apple trees. Uh, that's a good way of putting a mic on this chair and says, I call it stinking thinking. And, it, hey, absolutely, it's an easy thing to do when you get bombarded with these fear ideas. But the truth of it is we really stand back and look at the way the universe is designed. Abundance is really, really an available commodity. So what really has to happen in that sense is we have to be willing to kind of look inside ourselves and look at what kind of beliefs we have that block us. You know, usually these are issues of self-worth, um, not, you know, Okay, let's see if we're back on here again. Boy, this is unbelievable how many times I'm getting blotted out here. Um, so hopefully we're back in. Lanny Reed, um, yeah, if you're, it's not you if you if you haven't been able to hear. I've been continually getting disconnected. In fact, it's still saying for waiting for host to call in. Still not going through. Okay, looks like I'm back on. I believe, uh, wow, this has been the strangest thing. I've actually never had this happen in a show that I keep getting <laughs> disconnected. So, uh, again, I'm going to have to probably bring up the uh, the uh, reality of this weird energy that we got since we have an eclipse. I don't even know what the exact time is for this to be happening, but it definitely seems to be affecting the uh, landlines a little bit. Um, anyway, so it looks like we are back on the uh, docket again too so we'll we'll continue thank you michael for letting me know that i'm on all right let's see how long we hold 
before. <laughs> just get that it again. Uh, again, never, ever have I dealt with this before, so this is really kind of comical. And I'm not calling from a cell phone. I'm calling from a solid landline to do the show. You know, the one thing they suggest is not doing a cell phone. You're more likely to get disconnected. Landlines typically tend not to do that. Well, apparently we can change that theory. Anyway, so back to topic at hand. Uh, again, absolutely keep, you know, keep talking. There's a number of people in the chat room. Uh, so you're welcome to comment and uh, ask questions in that sense, or you can call in live at 646-200-3966. And with any luck, I'll stay on air for the rest of the show. Anyway, so we were talking a bit about a lack of consciousness, and absolutely there is a really um, strong element to this idea of a giving and receiving ratio. You know, uh, I was saying that I was taught by I had great parents, I can't really complain, but I was kind of taught that, Anything in life of any value is something you work hard for. So um, that is a you know, core belief that kind of got into my head. And while there's nothing wrong with that belief, it does kind of eliminate you from having uh, easy money or lucking out or things coming to you with more ease. So, uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of beliefs that we're, we're taught. You know, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Um, money is the root of all evil. All of these things definitely contribute to the creation of our, our reality in terms of, of personal wealth, whether we have it or not. So um, the key, of course, is when you're able to look at your beliefs and realize that they're beliefs in the first place, you know, on the plus side, it gives us an opportunity to consider changing them. We do not have to hold on to these beliefs. I mean, uh, it, obviously, if we look around us, there are people that function without those beliefs. In other words, people that make easy money, people that have uh, a tremendous amount of success in that sense without questioning this. You see this a lot with, with people in, in uh, major sports and celebrities and certain politicians. And, you know, again, for most of us who do quote-unquote regular jobs in that sense, we could potentially have to work a little harder to, uh, to change uh, that structure in our life in that sense, but we absolutely can do it. So, again, a lack uh, consciousness, if we already have some of these seeds with what's been going on in the world for the last year or two, it's really, really made it even more easy to latch on to the idea of the sphere of consciousness. I talked about this before in my last column from last month, that you know, when, you, when you hear about friends and, and family or see people losing jobs around you in that sense, of course it's going to trigger your own internal fear. What if this happens to me? In fact, the more we focus on that, the more in essence we might actually create it. Uh, so I think that that is uh, you know, something to watch for in that sense, to realize that we don't have to necessarily participate in that, in that experience. It doesn't mean we don't have compassion for someone that is going through something like that. You know, but what's funny is I have a number of clients and a few family members and people that have lost jobs in the last year or two. And I can tell you that for the most part, I see them falling into two patterns. Okay? Pattern one is either is that they really don't like what they're doing and they actually really want to change gears. That's the more common one that I see, actually, that you know, their own higher self, their own inner self is, is asking them to maneuver in a different direction, and they may be resisting that. Then we have some people who, you know, they, are, they have what I like to call a martyr consciousness. In other words, they um, feel downtrodden, they feel beaten down, they feel like life is difficult, 
uh, and then they experience that in their life, of course. So, you know, I don't say that in a judgmental way. That is a, you know, a reality for all of us as, as human beings that we can get caught in, in a belief in victimization. But the truth of it is, again, we have to be able to, willing to tap into what the next direction is for us in that sense. And in a larger context, a lot of people were living way beyond their means in complete uh, lack of, of, of necessity. And, you know, I mean, I, I know I, I bought a two-bedroom condominium about five, six years ago. I'm a, I'm a single person. It's just me and a cat at this point in my life. Uh, I've had relationships where right now I'm not in one. And, you know, I bought this condo, and I remember when I was looking for it, even my realtor was trying to get me to get a bigger place and to spend a lot more money. I live in Phoenix, and you know, a couple of years ago, everyone was suggesting, oh, why would you want to live in the city? If you move out to the suburbs and the outskirts, you can get a huge house. If you move out to the west side, you can get a bigger place. And all I could think to myself was, why would I want a bigger place? You know, I have enough trouble as it is keeping a 1,000-square-foot condominium clean, at never mind having it doubled or tripled. I mean, what is the point of all this largeness in that sense? So I think that there's a deeper issue that went on with people sort of expanding into kind of, you know, almost a silly territory of, un, of lack of necessity. I think that, you know, it's absolutely great to expand and to have a certain amount of luxury in our life, but I think that a lot of people were really going beyond their actual means and what they actually really need. Because, I mean, I, again, I'm an advocate for everyone has different areas where you want to have luxury and you want to spend, and you want to have abundance in your life. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm not much of a stuff guy. I'm more, I have a, de- a decent, comfortable home, but I'd rather have another, va- I'd have a, rather have a vacation every four or five weeks than necessarily a new couch every three years. So sometimes people find that very, very funny, that that's not really a big priority for me to keep getting newer and newer stuff. To me, uh, it's really, it's a workable uh, situation in terms of what I have now. So again, everyone has their different priorities, but I think a lot of people had really, really kind of gone, got caught up in the that idea of expanding, even though it wasn't instinctively correct. And that's, and so we're dealing with those repercussions in society right now. Things are balancing out. You know, I've talked about this on previous shows, um, that when Pluto, about a year or so, the planet Pluto moved into Capricorn, and out of happy-go-lucky, expansive Sagittarius, Pluto, which represents power, intensity, transformation, sometimes the difficulties that we go through life in order to transform ourselves, it moved into, it moved into Capricorn. And it'll be in Capricorn for quite some time. And Capricorn, anyone who, who's a Capricorn in, the, in terms of their sun sign or moon sign understands this as well, too. Capricorn essentially is a hard-working, practical, uh, kind of cud-chewing type of a sign that works toward goals slowly and surely. So, you know, again, when we had this planet make this move, it affected all of us at some levels because we began, we began to look at, at, at building things, uh, rebuilding things in a tangible, slow, steady way. So that's actually what's really, really happening in all of our lives to some extent. So, uh, and it's going to be that way for a while. In, in that respect, I'm, I'm optimistic. I do see things improving. I don't think that we're going to stay, uh, you know, things are going to necessarily stay bad. I just think it's kind of a slow, steady train toward improvement in that sense. And that may have something to do with me being a Sagittarius and always being optimistic. 
because I do feel like things do have a way of working out, um, again, especially when we're just patient enough to allow them to evolve that way. Okay, so let's see what's going on in this chat room here. Uh, I see that you're, you're talking much yourselves as well, too, which I like. So uh, white light says bigger is not always better. And absolutely. Um, again, to me, the, you know, the, the larger we stretch ourselves out, again, in many cases, this is, it, it indicates more responsibility. I mean, I have a car. You know, when I think about the idea that, you know, it might be nice to have a couple of different cars for different, uh, different nights out or different experiences in that sense. But then you're paying for more insurance in each of these cars, maintenance of all these cars, keeping an eye on all of these cars. So I think that it's funny because we, you know, we want to expand, but yet there are there's price tags on expansion, without question. This is really pretty much a universal law in that sense. So I mean, even in a most practical sense, people know this from, you know, when you when you have children and you expand your family, yeah, there's tremendous amounts of benefits to that as well too. But it also is a lot more work. So. The truth of it is I, I, I've never uh, thought that there was that much wrong with a certain level of simplicity, and that's especially when it comes to acquisition of stuff. And uh, children wouldn't really be necessarily in that category of stuff, though. Um, but, uh, you know, we do, we do pay the price, so to speak, when we expand. Uh, again, there, there's benefits, and then there's also responsibilities that come with that. Yeah, I had mentioned in the piece that I wrote that I'm, I'm, I'm taking on a part-time assistant to come in a couple of times a month and do some work for me. In fact, you know, today is actually the first day that my assistant is coming into work, so that is very exciting. Uh, so it looks like, oh, let me pause here, White Light mentions that she got booted out. See, it's, I'm glad other people are dealing with getting booted out other than me, so I don't feel alone in this getting booted out day. But uh, yeah, I have an assistant coming in uh, today, and uh, w which is great. It, it's really an expansion element for me. I want to in kind of increase my readership and my business and uh, influence more people. You know, it's it's not as much about the money as it is about really, really reaching out with the message and doing what I love to do in that sense, which is a very interesting thing I'd like to bring up. I have been very, very blessed, I think, in that way because all of the jobs that I have, I actually love. I do private counseling work with people, phone sessions, in-person sessions. I do readings in that context with them. Uh, that is one of my jobs. Um, I host a radio show. I write a monthly uh, blog column. I teach classes locally here in some of the bookstores and in my home here in Phoenix. Um, I am an author. Uh, I published a, uh, a book uh, about a year and a half ago called Dirty Little Secrets. Uh, you can get that through me, by the way, or even through Amazon.com, Dirty Little Secrets by Jim Ventura. And it's a great book, by the way, and I'm in the process of publishing a second book, uh, Snake Oil Volume 1. And I'm actually part-time waiting tables and bartending again on the weekends uh, for some extra income. And here's the funny part. I love all of my jobs. I really do. And I, I don't say that, um, I don't say that um, you know, uh, with any BS. I really, in essence, do. Um, I've always been that way. I've always loved the work that I've done. Uh, I, I would have it no other way. And that's a deep-seated core belief that I, I've always followed. I've, I've always followed the, the logic that if it isn't fun, don't do it. 
And it doesn't mean that we don't work or that we don't take on responsibility, but we should find joy in that work. I mean, as weird as it sounds, sometimes I really even enjoy cleaning my house. That's just what I'm in the mood to do. So I think we can find joy in what we do. And if you're really doing something that is not joyful in your life, you're either meant to look to find the joy in that and change your disposition, or you're meant to let it go and move on to the next thing. And that's the, and that's the hardcore truth of the situation. That's where fear can really, really come up for people, though. The idea of actually the willingness to make the change. And that's what can be scary. It can be a, uh, a frightening issue to, uh, to, it can be a frightening issue to, to make changes in our life because we don't, you know, we, we fear the unknown. Uh, so let's see. Lanny Reed says, your parents taught you well, Jim. You're a hard worker with the benefit of joy. Absolutely, Lanny. Um, yeah, I, I, they did. The only thing I could, I could say that I had to work at changing with what my parents taught me, and they absolutely did teach me well. I, I was very, very blessed in terms of the influences of mother and father. They were only mildly dysfunctional in comparison to what I saw around me. Oh, they had their dysfunction. Don't get me wrong. But um, they, they were good that way, and they loved us, and I come from a large family. And the only thing that I would say that I had to break away from to some extent in their belief system was, again, that all, everything that you earned was through hard work. Because I have had experiences from time to time where money came effortlessly or easily to me. And it felt alien. It felt suspect. It felt like somehow I was doing something wrong or I was cheating the system. And that's how hardcore um, that, that idea was wired into my philosophy and into my belief system. So uh, I had to change that. And the reason I, I've made the decision to change that belief and make that shift is because I don't always want to work you know, my, my, my butt off in that sense either. You, know, you get older, you want to work, but you, know, you don't want to you know, kill yourself in that sense as well too. So I have changed gears. But again, I've always followed that idea that you, know, you do what you love um, uh, and absolutely, Lana Reed mentions that it was in their generation. I absolutely agree. They were they were raised to believe that, and that sense. And again, and it worked for them. The generational beliefs in that sense, because uh, we see sometimes the um, you know the opposite thing going on in some cases. There are many. I, I feel bad sometimes for very young people in their early twenties or late teens. Not all of them. Some of them are hardworking and really smart and really sharp. So I'm not saying all of them, but. I think a lot of kids were kind of given too much or taught that you're going to kind of go into college and you're going to come out of college and you're going to have a $150,000 a year job when you're 23. And, you know, some of them pull it off. Honestly, most of them don't. Because I think that, you know, maybe the, the generation, generation before us, I'm, I'm in my early 40s, but, you know, generations before us understood the idea, and I got this to some extent, too, that the experiences that you have of flipping burgers and delivering newspapers and all of those things that seem a little on the cruddier side in that sense when you're in your early 20s or late teens are really good experiences. I think that they strengthen us. I think that they make us, um, they humble us, and, they, and that the idea of kind of working your way up is of real benefit. Uh, to us as human beings in that sense. I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with hard work. So I think a lot of these, these kids are, are kind of coming out into the world with this idea 
um, that they're going to just jump into these amazing high-paying jobs, and um, they're, they're meeting with with some struggle in that sense, and that's a sad thing. You know, but the parents wanted to give them everything because they felt they didn't get enough, so they wanted to give them more and more and more. I didn't have that. We barely even got an allowance when I was a kid. I was it was a dollar a week, and I was lucky if I ever got it. So even by the time I was you know 12 or 13, I became a little bit of an entrepreneur in uh, shoveling snow and raking leaves and delivering newspapers and coming out with any other way I could could come out with bringing income in, holding, you know, making a lemonade stand when I was really little or putting on carnivals and kind of a little young mover and a shaker. And it, it came because I didn't get anything, <laughs> you know, in those terms. And I wanted to have money. And rather than just succumb to the idea that I didn't, I figured I was going to do that one way or another. But again, that was very, really very, very fun for me in that sense to actually do that too. So, you know, getting back to the topic at hand, um, you know, uh, circulating. We are, everyone, every one of my listeners, everyone who's in my chat room now, everyone who's listening live, anyone who's going to catch us later on, know at a deeper level that you are absolutely unique. Your talents, your skills, and your abilities are like no others. So there may be other people that have similar uh, talents and abilities, but the combination that came together to put you together is absolutely unique. And when you own that and you recognize that and then you're willing to really do what your special talents or skills are in the world, um, you open yourself up to the potential for abundance, especially when we're able to understand that we do deserve to be paid for our, our talents and our abilities. Money in and of itself, is, there's nothing wrong with money in and of itself. This is an absolute misconception that people have about money, that it's somehow a bad thing. Absolutely not. You can do wonderful things with money. And it's just a representation of, of energetic power in that sense. You could abuse it, of course, also. Um, but it is not um, something that uh, is in and of itself a wrong thing. This is often a misconception perception that people have. And also, it's something that will potentially block them from having it if they believe that it's bad. Uh, okay, let's see what's going on in the chat room here. White Light says, she has no sound now, too, or he. I'm not sure if this is a he or she here, too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that we've been having this going on <laughs> during the entire show, sound bleeping in and out and us getting cut off. Um, let me shift gears here for the last few minutes of the show and tell you that you know, this is really common um, uh, when there are eclipses. I am an astrologer, of course, so I will tell you that when we have eclipses, sometimes you get these weird pulses of energy that block things out. Uh, but on the positive side, you can get weird pulses of absolute illumination or, um, or absolute awareness or awakening that can come into play as well. So uh, hopefully you guys are still hearing me here. Again, I don't know. It looks like I am still uh, uh, still on the docket here of talking, so I'm going to assume that I am. Uh, this might be your own individual system sort of blocking in and out. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. We've got some, some weird astrology for the next day or two. Um, <laughs> weird astrology for the next day or two. And uh, so let's see, Michael says, right, download it as energy. Absolutely. You know, what you can do during an eclipse, and this combination of eclipse and a full moon, by the way, is it actually can be, almost be seen as like a laser beam of potential power. You can actually really, really focus your thought to attract or pull something to you. In fact, I'm going I'm to suggest this to all my listeners today. I want you to try an experiment. After the show ends, I want you to 
quiet your mind for just a couple of minutes. I want you to focus on manifesting something really simple. See it absolutely clearly and intensely in your mind's eyes if it has already happened. You know, you might not want to do something as huge as, you know, a new car, although you might want to. But anyway, you might even just want to try a smaller experiment and um, and really, really focus on that as if it's going to occur, at, you know, like just like a laser beam. That You see that laser beam, you point it toward it. And that eclipse energy will tap into that and, and really, really make that happen. Uh, it might do it immediately. It might take a little while. But know that it will because that's the nature of this intensified energy when it comes up. So, uh, a reiteration, another way of putting this is be careful about what you think about today. If you think about the negative, if you get caught in that trap, then you are absolutely going to potentially manifest some difficult stuff for yourself. So be positive. Be optimistic. See only abundance and greatness coming your way today. In fact, I'm even going to say see that all the time because you deserve it and you're allowed to have it. And you're not taking anything from anyone when you do that, in essence. In fact, it, you couldn't be more of a light to other people when you're prosperous and you're happy and you're fulfilled. That's, then you're really teaching others because your actions speak that in that sense. And that is really the way people really, really notice and see things. All right. So it looks like our choppy show is winding down. <laughs> so I first I want to thank everybody um, for your comments and in the chat room. I loved the uh, playful dialogue that was going on in there today. I think that's really awesome. It sounds like you guys were having fun chatting back and forth with each other, and I think that is really cool. So uh, I thank every one of you for your comments, your points of view, and your crazy uh, exclamation points that you put into play. I'm Jim Ventura. Um, if you'd like to get my uh, monthly uh, newsletter, Snake Oil, uh, and not have to wait for the show, email me at Ventura, V-E-N-T-U-R-A, S is in Sam, A is in Apple, G is in Guy at yahoo.com or at VenturaWords at mac.com either way. And I'll add you to the mailing. And I'll add you to the mailing list. This doesn't cost you anything. Great newsletter. I've been doing it for a number of years. Um, a lot of fun. And uh, again, something that is available if you're interested. Uh, I'm available for private sessions. You can get information about that on my website, which you can find on the uh, on this site itself too. It's uh, web.mac.com/slash/venturawords, but you can find that in the uh, on the uh, info as well too. And uh, get some information on any of my books or CDs. My first book is out in print and also an audio CD. You have to get the audio CD from me directly. Again, you get to the website or contact me directly. But Dirty Little Secrets you can get on Amazon.com and have it shipped directly to you, or you can get it from me. Uh, again, I thank everyone for tuning in today. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Uh, my next show will be next Tuesday, and I'll be interviewing Dan Hanneman, who does some intense work on breaking through belief structures related to money and finances. So we're continuing on with this theme um, next week. That will be at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time, which is the same as Arizona time. Next Tuesday, if you want to come, call in and ask Dan questions about that or me. I'll be available for that. So have a great day and, uh, and embrace your snake oil and enjoy this eclipse. Cheers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.